Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, so, I mean, I think on Friday I, I made a little bit of a comment and it was more personal than anything. Um, but I've been referring to this rain thing for a while, um, sometimes in jest, but it's it's a thing, right? So, I mean, we've seen the clouds gather in different spaces and every now and then you get some reports, people saying, well, there was rain, but not quite the amount of rain that we are number one expecting and also the kind of rain that we need. So we apparently are are in a bit of a crisis. Uh, I've just been getting the sense. Um, but we then went around and searched, and it, it, it does seem to, to all of us that there is a real crisis. In fact, we told that this afternoon the Minister of, um, of Water Affairs and Sanitation will be giving a public address just to talk about this very thing, the water crisis in the country. So to unpack all of this, I've asked Dr. Willem de Klerk, a water researcher at the Water Institute, to join us this afternoon to just give us a sense of what where are we sitting? Are we just overreacting? Are we just, uh, you know, uh, too eager for rain? Or is there really a problem? Dr. Willem de Klerk, good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Hello and uh, yeah, good afternoon to the listeners as well. So from where you are and the kind of stats that you, you are able to refer to, are we looking at a, a water shortage crisis at the moment? Yes, and uh, it, it's a reality uh, for a very long time already. And um, <clears throat> I think um, the the fact is that our population is growing, and the available water per person in in South Africa is therefore reducing. So the the uh, I, I think in terms of water supply in South Africa, we've reached a ceiling. So, and, and, and to, to make more water available to everyone, mm. I think people should be aware that they should start saving water at, at quite a fast rate for us to be able to make ends meet. Is it, is it possible for us to objectively unpack this? Because the thing about this water issue is it depends who you're talking to um, about why there is a shortage. So everybody seems to have consensus on the fact that there is a shortage. But the reasons behind the shortage different people have different reasons for why they think that is is it because of our way of, of our water management or is drought an issue uh, it's both drought is uh, possibly the predominant issue and um, we should I think every citizen in South Africa should keep that in mind when they use water and, uh, but it's also in terms of infrastructure, it's also in terms of planning. Currently, uh, for the uh, Johannesburg area, uh, uh, the, the area dependent on water from, uh, from Lesotho, uh, there is an issue currently with, with maintenance on the Lesotho side, mm. and for the next three months or so, Johannesburg will not receive water from that system. So this is making everybody a bit nervous. And should you not get enough rain in time, this may be a problem for Johannesburg. Um, our issues are compounded. You know, there is a drought issue that you've spoken of that we should all be concerned of. We've spoken about the infrastructure issue. But there has been lots of conversations also around corruption um, and, and, and issues that may have emanated from the previous administration in the Water and Sanitation Department. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to point uh, fingers at, at people and to politicians and, and uh, government officials. 
But I know for a fact that the Department of Water Affairs has, has gone out of their way to do long-term planning. And here and there, uh, the droughts, also the, the drought we saw in, in the Cape Town area, the drought we saw in, in, uh, in uh, Natal uh, a while ago, and then also in, in the Karua currently, these situations are not, uh, we, we're not able to predict that. Uh, yeah. So, so, so to prepare long-term planning for this is, is very difficult. But as, as I said, the, the planning is in place, uh, and I think we must allow the, the officials from Water Affairs to actually do and, and implement the planning. But, you know, you say that we are not able to predict these things, but there is some forecasting that has been done successfully. So, for instance, when Cape Town was uh, looking at that day zero, there were speculations for many, many years that there will come a day when, when Cape Town is going to have a crisis. So, in, in a sense, it, it may be quite vast, these these. Uh, forecastings and so on, maybe not specific enough, but we have a sense of the kind of crisis we have. We know, for instance, that in this area, uh, in the Transvaal, what used to be the Transvaal, where we're sitting, there is a problem. We know that the Vaal itself, there is a problem there. So compounded, we can have a sense that we go, we're headed for a crisis. You know, the, uh, we, we know if you, if you look at the long-term uh, climate predictions, mm. We, we know that there will be a shift in climate. We know there will be a reduction in the rainfall. We know that there will be an increase in, in, uh, in uh, temperature. But what we can't predict mm. is from season to season. Mm. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And I know the, the, the people that I know from Johannesburg University and so on, doing climate predictions, it's very difficult to exactly predict what is going to happen in, in the next season. And this is where, where we fall short. And, and this is where we, we run into trouble because we couldn't foresee that mm. your next season will be a dry season or even drier than the current and, and so on. Uh, but on the long term, it's, it's easy to predict because we know there's a shift in climate conditions. Uh, can I just maybe ask you to hang on the line as we take calls on 0891-104-207 just to give us a sense on the ground, just realistically how this drought is affecting you, wherever you are in the country. We'd love to hear from you. Um, when we are sitting here in, in, in Gauteng area, I mean, it's completely dry. Um, the air is, is very, very dry. Uh, they do, we do have some gathering uh, clouds and so on, but they, they hardly, you know, they're not doing anything. There's hardly any movement. So I'd really like to hear from you on the ground how number one your municipality is managing the drought and number two how you are personally engaging with things like your garden and so on i'd love to hear from you 0891-104-207 at sfm radio and at pimelo mutile on twitter 20 minutes after one o'clock we're discussing the uh, well, what is now deemed as looming drought. In fact, as I sit right now, I see visuals coming through from a live conference that has been held by the Department of Water and Sanitation. And um, they are saying that they are briefing the media on uh, this looming drought. Dr. Willem uh, de Klerk is my guest, a water researcher at the Water Institute at Stellenbosch University. Thank you so much for staying with us, Doc. And if if we have to unpack it in terms of the stats, just just how serious is the is the is the drought situation in the country at the moment? 
Well, we're starting the summer rainfall season, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, if if the the situation of the of the previous uh, summer has to repeat, uh, we're in big trouble. But and, and and this is what happened in the Cape Town region, is that we had for three years in a row very low rainfall in in winter. And, and, and the situation can repeat uh, where we currently have uh, water shortages inland. So, so I think uh, under the circumstances, uh, my advice would be that people prepare for the worst. And if, if the municipalities and, and government is calling on people to save water, so please, please do something. You know, uh, in, in a situation like this, uh, stop. Uh, people should realize that they they must stop pointing fingers at government and and the departments and the municipalities. First, point the finger at yourself. Look at what you are doing. Do you, for instance, check your 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 uh, water meter daily to see whether you've you've got leakages? Do you at least save water in some way? So first, point the the finger at yourself. All right. Let us take those calls. Elvis, I see you calling us from Midrand. Good afternoon. How's, how's it going there in Midrand, Elvis? Uh, well, uh, in Midrand, uh, water is not, you know, we are having challenges here and there. Sometimes it's off and on. But my comment wanted to talk about a small town where I come from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in Zanin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Limpopo, it's in Limpopo, this small town. Hello? Yes, I'm, we are right here, Elvis. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the challenge is, you know, when uh, I think in the name, the water scarcity started uh, 15 years ago, yeah. right? And uh, there was no media coverage about it. So now, because in Johannesburg, uh, now there is a shortage of water, we must talk about it. I don't think in this country there is too much inequality, you know, because uh, people who reside in Zanin or in Limpopo are not important than people who stay in Midway. Yes. In Johannesburg or in Hauté, you know. So, and the vote in Johannesburg is the same way when you go to Nimpopo. You know, and the promises that they make is the same. They say we'll deliver this and deliver that, but it's not an issue of saying you're appointing figures government. No, it's a matter of well to educate and to make sure that whatever small water that is paid. Uh, we talk about savings. We only say, talk about savings of water when you're in danger. It's the same as ESCOM, you know. When there is problem, we talk more about it. And then when there is water, there will be enough rain, we don't talk about it, you know. Because in the long term, we need to make sure that we save water and all the people everywhere in the country, they receive water as much as you know, Elvis, I, I mean, you're talking about a couple of things here. So let me just address the, the few. A, a few years ago, Elvis, your yes. statement about water being reported, uh, shortages being reported in only certain areas and not others would have been true. But I don't think it's true anymore. I think in the past two years, you've had the media really go out and demonstrate the fact that there is a crisis in the country. But my point is Can, let, me, let me just finish. I'm, oh. not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Let me just finish. Um, okay. th- the point I wanted to make is that where you see problems with water supplies and so on. You've you've hit it on the nail when you speak about municipalities, but generally, you'd find that municipalities where water management is a problem have other problems. Those are municipalities that are collapsing anyway. So you've got to see the trend there. I don't think it is 
because it's not reported that things are not getting done. It's because those municipalities anyway have got a bigger problem. And I don't know if you you and I would, would agree on that. No, to start with, when we talk about uh, municipalities, remember that municipalities don't necessarily have a license to distribute water. Uh, it's, a district, it's a district that is has a license. Uh, and in this case, that's why I'm talking about uh, Zanin, mm-hmm. as a greater than any municipality. Greater than does not have a license, but it's a district. So what they do, those people that district, they're just messing up everything. You know, mm-hmm. they send people to do bowl as a second option, you know, because there's no rain. We all know that there's no rain. But the bowl still, uh, it doesn't come out. The mm-hmm. water doesn't come out. And they paid money for mm-hmm. those bowls, you know. Mm-hmm. But my point is that when you do that in Zanin or Limpopo as a whole, mm. we have almost 15 years without proper water supply. But these things are not fair. That is what I'm saying. In South Africa, there is too much inequality. You know, I say in Midland, but I know that I was born in Limpopo. And uh, the reason is that uh, when issues happen in Johannesburg, then everybody must listen that there is uh, water scarcity. And now we must be told about the Sutu project that is not supplying water. And this water is directed only to people in Johannesburg. But when people are, are, are about to vote, you don't say voting Johannesburg is at a high value as compared to someone who's coming from Limpopo, you see? And, and that is where the, my problem is. I'm talking about equality. Right? In this country, we are not equal. I can tell you now, this particular conversation was not necessarily addressed at Gauteng. Uh, I'm not sure why you think it is. KGM, you're calling us on the road. Good afternoon. Hi. Look, to you and good afternoon to your your guests and the listeners. Afternoon, KGM. Uh, Pimela, I don't think you 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 understanding the previous caller. Why and, do you and think I must, that? Yeah, l- let me clarify it for you. I I, I work in in, in far flung rural areas of this country. Um, and I also have the luxury of staying in or have stayed and still staying in some of the affluent metropolis of this country. We are not treated equally. The one rent in in Ipiriling in Taun is not the same as one rent in Johannesburg. Can I ask you something quickly, KGM? I'm just worried about time. Can I ask you something quickly? Sure. Why do you think that this was a conversation about Gauteng? It's not. It's not an issue of a conversation because about Gauteng. Because this this it's, this it's particular issue, this particular issue no, 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 that listen, we were addressing to today, is an issue yeah. about a national crisis, and that was the the focus today. And the expert that, that's the point here. Is this, mm-hmm. the, the point is this: it becomes national when it affects the likes of Gauteng, the likes of Cape Town, and so forth. The point that we are raising, which you as media have the responsibility to also acknowledge that you are not attending to, is the fact that some of these so-called challenges, problems crises and also all sorts of things they only start uh, getting special attention of sort when they get to this metropolis when they have started a long time ago in, in different areas quickly without taking much time i went and presented this, a proposal 17 years ago to the to the cape town metro because i was not politically connected it was not listened to a process that could have saved and i'm not personalizing it but as a as a as a, as a citizen I have the right also to help my country. Now, when, when the so-called experts come so many years later, when we saw this a long time ago, and we were not listened to, and then we are told, no, drink water this way, don't drink it this way, mm-hmm. whereas the people in, the, in these places 
have been ignoring us and not listening to us. KGM, can I, problem can, I, can I ask you something quickly? I, I, I know we're sure, rushing this conversation, sure. but I'm just worried about time because we have to go to the headlines. Sure. Is, the, is the issue here, because I'm trying to see where we're not meeting each other, is the yeah. issue here, and, and I've raised this myself before, that yeah. we, we get um, this kind of talking down to that, you know, save water this way, save water that way. Is the issue yeah. that that is the narrative? Because I'm also wondering to myself, hearing yourself and hearing the caller before, it, mm. it, we can't stop talking about water because we have not, you know, the, the water issue has not been dealt with. And also res- taking into account the fact that the issues that have not been dealt with are compounded by so many other things. So I'm trying to see how would it be better to deal with today. Today has to have to, has to happen because we do have a water crisis, but you we're getting pushback from yourselves and others saying it's only because Joburg has a crisis. Would you rather we don't talk about water? Can I can I say it uh, yes. categorically? Yes. Considering the factor of time. Yes, yes. The, your narrative is wrong. Your your timing perhaps is also agitating, but the narrative is wrong in a sense that I'm listening to your expert. He mm. he seems to be not t- talking to the real issue. The, the real issue is not about people who, who are not knowing how to save water. We've been living about, uh, with water, with, with our natural entrance fr- from time in memoria. We've been drinking from the wells and the rivers and, and the streams. Now, the point is, is when it comes to this commercialized part of water, your, 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 your guest is not saying uh, you know, unequivocally, unequivocally that the municipalities, the politicians are the ones who have messed up. When you go to the dams, and, the, and almost 90% of the dams of this country. You, you, what you see on top is, is a bit of water. The bottom of, of those dams is sludge, and it's a failure of governance. You must say it categorically, unambiguously, without meeting his words. Now, he's being diplomatic as if, as if we, we must be apologetic about our mismanagement of, of things, in, in, in this case, the water. I hear, I hear where you're coming from with that one. Thanks very much, KGM. I'm sorry we're running out of time. Thank you, KGM. There. Look, I'm going to give you a chance to respond because I think some of these are going to you, Dr. Willem. Uh, let me just go to the headlines and then we'll get uh, give you a chance to respond. Uh, I want to go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest headlines. Just gone 1.30 on SAFM. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. What became what started as a water conversation, uh, because there is a crisis in the country, uh, well, moved to a slightly different direction this afternoon. And as I'm speaking to you, there's also a live uh, media press release going on at the moment, a press briefing going on at the moment that is being held by the Water and Sanitation Department. And they are talking about the looming drought. We picked up on the story because it is a very important thing. And I also want to tell you that this is not the first time that this particular show has picked up on it since I've been here. So we've been talking about water. But there is agitation about where we focus the energies of water shortages. My guest, uh, Dr. Willem de Klerk, earlier on mentioned a couple of regions, and I do want to note that he also mentioned places like the Karoo. But, but there is no real reception of what you were saying, Dr. de Klerk. And I'm wondering whether, do you, do you understand where the concerns are from the callers that we, we just heard? I think um, what what also needs to be said. I've I've worked in in the Limpopo region for quite a while, in in the Guiani region, and and my experience there is is that um, they they also have huge water problems there. But 
according to the principles embedded in the water law, uh, these people never organized themselves in a water user association. Therefore, they lost their voice in terms of of the water law. If you go to the cities, if you go to Johannesburg, the, the municipalities are actually the bulk buyer and distributor of water. And, and, and they act according to what is allowed within the law. So, so the governance module, uh, we, we need a collaborative governance module in the rural areas to, to empower the people, to, to make sure they, they are listened to. But you, you get thousands of people, literally thousands of people, in, individuals going to the, to the water affairs offices weekly uh, to, to talk about water problems, but they never combine forces in the Water User Association. This is one of the biggest problems in the rural areas. That, that can't be good enough, though. Just because people are not able to organize doesn't mean that there needs to be slack delivery. It's 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 uh, the the delivery module module is is based on on uh, on what water fares can afford and do, and and in in these regions uh, it's it's very slow the the take up of of building infrastructure and and so on, and because of the distances because of the cost and so on, but but again. Uh, the things we did in the Western Cape recently is is um, is because people combined their need in a water user association. Once once you do once you start to do that, you you listen to because you speak for a group, and and uh, I, I I sincerely believe that's the way to go. Well, one of the other callers has also mentioned the fact that people are very good at lobbying when it comes to election time. So those lobby groups surely um, could assist. So you don't need to have individual X, Y, and Z in each house to form a group. If people have lobby groups, surely they could be assisting in that regard. You know, the one of the biggest problems in uh, of water affairs, to come back to the same topic, is to get catchment management catchment management agencies uh, established. But in, in, in the water law, the principle is that it must be generated from the need of a community, a catchment. And, and this, this never happened. Uh, and it's not, only, it's not only in Limpopo, it's also in the bigger South Africa. So, so the uptake in terms of your rights in the water law is very poor in South Africa. So I want to just thank you because we have run out of time, Dr. Willem uh, de Klerk. I think we need a proper full-on conversation so that we can have people engage you properly on this one. But I really do appreciate the time you've given us, uh, water and researcher at the Water Institute at Stellenbosch University, Dr. Willem de Klerk there.